State Antony Blinken flies in today to meet with Israeli and Palestinian leaders. CBS's Holly Williams is in Gaza. The Israeli strikes damage the Gaza Strip's infrastructure, and many people here are now struggling to get clean running water and reliable electricity. President Biden has just tweeted condemning attacks on the Jewish community in the U.S. and abroad. Some parents in St. Augustine, Florida, are furious. Their daughter's yearbook photos were edited without their consent. Bartram High added pieces of fabric digitally to cover low necklines. One mother says it's sexist and sends a message to girls they should be ashamed of their bodies. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. Jess's 30-minute bike boot camp? I guess it's that kind of day. Are you ready for a total body workout, Peloton fam? I am. We'll start the class on the bike and then move to the floor. Let's get it. With Peloton instructors right in your home? Are you feeling it yet? Let's keep pushing for five. You have motivation that's ready when you are. Clip off that bike and meet me on the mat for lunges. I got this. You showed up today, Peloton. Who's feeling sweaty and strong? Definitely me. Tap into your motivation at OnePeloton.com. A Jewish group is calling out another celebrity for supporting the Palestinian cause. The World Values Network took out a full-page ad in the New York Times calling Dua Lipa anti-Semitic for supporting Palestinians. Her picture was also posted alongside shots of models Bella and Gigi Hadid, the trio labeled as mega-influencers who vilified the Jewish state. Lipa later denounced the ad, saying the organization shamelessly twisted her words to advance its ugly campaign. The singer says she stands in solidarity with all oppressed people and rejects all forms of racism. The ad and Lipa's comments follows 11 days of deadly violence between Israel and Hamas. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Rocker Machine Gun Kelly got stares on the red carpet at last night's Billboard Music Awards in L.A. He showed off his tongue, which he'd painted black for the occasion. Kelly took home the award for top rock album and artist. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. It's Customer Appreciation Day at Rutland Bottle Gas Friday, May 28th. Grilling season begins and only on Customer Appreciation Day. Get your 20-pound grill tank filled for only $8. Coming soon, Weber Grills. Power 105 will broadcast live from Rutland Bottle Gas on Friday, May 28th. Rutland Bottle Gas wants to thank you in person for serving the area since 1947. So be sure to stop in for hot dogs, cold drinks, and celebrate Customer Appreciation Day at Rutland Bottle Gas. One day only, Friday, May 28th. The trained soldiers of the Army National Guard are a new generation of leaders called to proudly and selflessly serve our nation and make a difference in the communities we call home. Do you want to make a difference? During our Hiring Days event, May 10th to June 14th, we're looking for highly motivated candidates for part-time careers in the Army National Guard. You'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community right in your home state during emergencies and natural disasters, while learning skills valued in civilian careers like leadership, problem-solving, and strategic thinking. And when you serve in the Guard part-time, you can work or attend college full-time while you earn a paycheck, gain career skills, and enjoy great benefits like low-cost health coverage for you and your family. Learn more about serving part-time in the Army National Guard by visiting nationalguard.com slash hiringdays today. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Hi. I'm Dr. Sophia Tolliver. Sure, the fight against COVID-19 includes wearing a mask, but it's much more than a mask. Testing is key. If you feel sick or you've been around someone who is COVID-19, please get tested. Stop the spread. You'll protect those you love in the process. This is about us helping each other. And this effort, it's much more than a mask. This message provided by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and aired on OEB in this station. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000-362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000. 614-362-2000. I-N-E-P-T. Tech two four six eight. 
Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Well, Coach Turf, you've returned from Seashore State where your Oysters played their fifth game of the season. I'm wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game, you know. Oysters played a real fine ball game offensively and defensively, and boy, them uh, Seesaw State fellers played a fine ball game. They gave us a fine ball game. So what all the fans who came to see the game, seeing what everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. I understand this is where Coach Shark Sheffield whose secretary Sue Salisbury sells seashells. At Wait the a minute, we ain't got that much time. This is only a five-minute program. Could we get a score on the ball game, Coach? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a real sore spot, literally, about what the score of that ball game was. You know, we got beat. I believe it was 66 and zip, but there was what you call ex extenuating circumstances. Well, could you explain that a little bit uh, more in detail for us? Well, you see, what happened was we was breaking in a brand-new driver going in 1937 Packard on this road trip, good old uh, uh, Skid Crawford. You know, I call him good old Skid Crawford. He'll be good old Skid Crawford unless he messes up again. You know, he was supposed to have packed all the uniforms in the Packard going on the way over there to the beach, and he didn't pack a single one of them rascals. And, and I'll be dogged if we got there and we didn't, and we had to play, all of our boys had to play without their uniform shirts on, and I'm telling you, it's hot, and that sun was out at the beach, and all of our boys got sunburned, and we didn't bring no sunburn lotion, and by the time halftime rolled around, they were so sunburned, they couldn't make a tackle, they couldn't complete a pass, they couldn't make a running play, they couldn't do nothing without getting killed out there, and, and I'm real disappointed with the way that ball game turned out. Sounds like a terrible situation, Coach. We'll talk more about it right after we pause for this message. Brought to you by the finest graffle made. Stone. Well, Coach Turf, I know a 66 to nothing loss must be tough to take, but you were telling me about some extenuating circumstances, a, a big home field advantage for Seashore State. Well, that's right. You know, uh, not the least of which is their feel what they play on. It's a surface that we ain't used to playing on. They, of course, uh, use that advantage to everybody that plays over there. They got a lot of sand on their field. Ain't no question about it. And our boys ain't used to playing on it. It makes footing real treacherous, real sloppy. But they started at the ball game wanting us to play with a football that we ain't used to playing with. A, a ball that's a lot whiter than, than what you normally play with. And a ball that's a lot rounder than what they normally play with. And they tried to tell us that's the kind of ball they play with all the time out there on the beach. But we didn't want to play with that football. And that kind of got us a little upset. And, of course, then there was their cheerleaders over there. They was wearing a whole lot less than the cheerleaders what we're used to seeing over at our place you know uh, uh seeing them cheerleaders over there on the beach kind of reminded me of our statistic sheets you know them uh, statistic sheets and cheerleaders look a lot alike when they're wearing what they're wearing namely uh statistic sheets show a whole lot but then again they don't show everything Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's.
I running late this morning? Had some extra paperwork at the office and back in my office. But we'll do our best. Good morning, folks, and welcome uh, to another edition of the Party Line Program. How many years has this been going on? A long time. Woody Simpson, remember the Squire of the Hocking Valley? (laughs) Yep. Good old Woody. Let's see here. Help me come forward. We had... um, George Draw, right? Yeah. After Woody? Well, the order's a little bit fouled up in my head, I think. You mean to be here on Party Line or the morning yes. show? No, the, the, the well, both. Okay. Because <clears throat> um, it kind of fell into being a segment of the morning show. Yeah. And different people had different areas of expertise. Woody liked gardening. So it sort of started out as a gardening tips show. But then other issues popped up based upon listeners' calls and things like that. Then it became a little bit out of his reach, and the George Draw jumped in. Uh, Chuck Carlson. No, no. Help me. Well, wasn't, Maybe, uh, wasn't it Ray? Ray Ray Wagner. How can I forget? Yeah. Ray, and then, um, and then me, I think. Yeah. Well, anyway... What a great group. Oh, well, thank you. I'm privileged and oh, honored to be I, in that group. I didn't mean to include you there. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a great group before me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just joking around here. All right, well, let's see here. I have no idea where to get started today. I guess we'll just go with the fact that today is May 24th. It's a Monday. Here we are again. Big weekend coming up this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I've forgotten. Yep, lots of traveling, a lot more than there was last year at this time. We did have a um, a graduation this weekend. Yep. And, um, uh, and I mean, when I say we, I mean my family. So Jackie's oldest, Julia. Graduated from Athens High School. Um, Jackie's husband, Dan's parents, came over from Pittsburgh. First wife, Barb's sister, came down from Chardon. It was so nice to see people. Um... I think everybody was socially aware 
of what was right and wrong. But we have all been vaccinated. All but one, Andy. He's the youngest. But we were careful about him. Um, people come and visit Jackie's home, you know, classmates, and do a swing by. And then I think later, Julia did swing bys to other places. It was just really neat. And it's something that, um, I, I don't know how it went the year before at graduation, but my guess is it was easier this time. Not everything was erased. There were certain intelligence ga- intelligent gatherings that were taking place. And it's nice to see relatives that you haven't seen in years, you know, or at least a couple of years. Well, anyway, nice. Yeah, so I was just, as you were speaking there, I remember Julia coming in when she was just out of junior high school, I think. Working the office here? Yeah, working around here. This is the last year or two. Oh, I thought it was... Well, she'd been here. She works summers. Yeah. I'd like to get her to do that Just again. Just seemed like, my goodness, she's graduating. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool, and congratulations to all of the Athens High School graduating seniors. Absolutely. And for that matter, all our districts. Yeah, you know? every, every one of them. I have so many friends in so many different districts because of, well, just where people physically live. And uh, it's special. All right. Well, today is Brother's Day. Today is National Yucatan Shrimp Day. Today is National Scavenger Hunt Day. National Escargot Day. Aviation Maintenance Technician Day. And get what this last one is. Yeah. I mentioned something about it this morning. Oh, so you've, you've already given away the secret. Well, no. I just said you were going to have fun with this one on Party Line today. It's National Wyoming. I don't think anybody heard what we said. Wyoming Day. <laughs> there they are. So, um, no, truly, Wyoming is beautiful. It's just not where I would choose to have an occupation. The day-to-day living and all of those things. I mean, if I were an avid hunter, I suppose that would make a big difference. I love horses. I love creatures. But I don't raise them. But it would make a difference if I did out there. Otherwise, it's just a great place to visit. But don't go to college there. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. And here I was, a fine arts major. Oh, well. 
that's uh we're just sort of jumping all around the boat here the boat the boat the, okay yeah the boat out in the boat or is that out in the boot out in the boot let's um <clears throat> let's let's do the covid thing it's been a while since we've done the statistics thoroughly Um, shall we start at the top or go to the bottom and work our way up? Uh, let's, let's work our way up. Okay, so Athens. Yeah. As of yesterday, Athens had 5,210 cases since this all began. Yesterday, there were two new cases. Now, there was uh, four days in which there were no new cases in Athens County. It was stuck on 5208, but now it's 5210. Active cases are at 46 right now. Um... Five thousand one hundred and seventeen have recovered. We have had fifty-nine deaths. There's been no death, no new death for about a week. Let's update the vaccinations. As of yesterday, two p.m. There have been 25,981 vaccines administered in our county. Uh, If you're saying what percentage of our population is that, it's 39.8. So let's just call it 40% have been vaccinated. Huh? What was that sound? That's uh, a phone on vibrate. Oh, okay. Instead of... All right, the state of Ohio. State of Ohio, as of yesterday, 1,000, I'm sorry, 1,097,000 cases. So about uh, 9.4% have caught it of Ohioans. In terms of active cases right now, (coughs) the number is 41,926. Eight thousand are in hospital setting. I'm sorry, eight thousand are in ICU. Fifty thousand in regular hospital or in hospitals. Period. I guess I don't know something about those stats. I can't quite figure out. I gotta go down and talk to Ruth Dudding and figure them out. Because 
My interpretation seems to be different than theirs. In any case, uh, we now are pleased to say that 1,055,374 have recovered. That's good news. 96.18 of those that have caught it are now cured. Vaccines. Again, Ohio's had a good step up. Ohio now stands at 5,170,080 vaccines. Again, in terms of a percentage, that's 44.23% of our, our, our uh, state's population. And if I'm not mistaken, four of the last five days, there's been no new deaths in the state, although on Friday there have been 81. That's odd. But uh, evidently none the last two days. But the total deaths since this all began, 19,709, and that's in the state of Ohio. Now the United States. We have had thus far 33,896,660 cases. That represents 10 and a quarter percent of our nation's population. Um, now, yeah, this is right. So, what I just say 33,000 cases, 27,502,000. 27,502,255 are now recovered. So in terms of right now, active cases, it's 5,790,318. Since this began in Ohio, there have been 604 thousand deaths. That's 1.78% of the population. Just yesterday, 2,757 new deaths in Ohio. I'm sorry, in the U.S., in the U.S. If you don't think this is a chore to keep track of, I've been doing it since the very earliest days. It is a huge database that I work from. And the information is compiled from seven different websites. Two that the state owns. Well, actually four. 
four that the state owned and three that are international and U.S. owned. Okay. Well, the population, I'm sorry, new vaccines, not new vaccines, vaccines. As of yesterday, 85.78% of our nation's population has now had the vaccine. 85.78. That's 283 million, almost 284 million people. Keep it up. Finally, the world. We've got 7.7 billion people living here. The first case of COVID in the world, I believe, was on November 19th of 1919. So far, there have been 1,650,000. No, 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 no. Let me start that over. I'm sorry. Cases in the world, people that actually have had it, 167 million. 518,000. Now, worldwide, the, um, the figure I started to read, a much larger figure, is the vaccination record, which is 1,650,000 people. But that's still 21.18% of our world's population. So we've got a ways to go there truly get this knocked out. Active cases at the moment, 15,452,000. Recovered thus far, 148,000. I'm sorry, 148 million people have recovered. Well, I may have confused that for you somewhat. But I hope I didn't do too bad. Now, let me get my sheets separated here a little better. Because I was back at my desk a little longer than normal today. So some of my reports didn't get completely... Just all in a pile, if you know what I mean. Okay. Fair enough. I came across several, and this also delayed me this morning. I came across very interesting reports that. I just hadn't thought about. Or if I had, I'd never had the chance to track them down. So, <clears throat> Scott, I can't recall. Did, were you in the service? 
No, I was not. Dad and uh, Chuck Jr. Okay. My oldest brother. For those of you listening in. Yeah. <clears throat> Chuck built this nice furniture around us here. Oh, he did? Yeah. Wow. Chuck Jr. Nice counter. Mm-hmm. He does good work. All right. So I came across a report entitled 2021's Best and Worst States for Military Retirees. Okay, well, it made me think about the bigger picture. How many people have served in the service? And I'm talking about America. But this other stuff's interesting, too. So I then searched that other point, and so here, here we go. We'll just sort of throw out some numbers. There are, well, let me see here. Let me get this over here. In the U.S. Okay, the U.S. population is 331 million people, okay? There are around 19 million. U.S. veterans as of this year. It's according to data from the Department of Veterans Affairs. So uh, it's not too hard to see the math there. That's less than 10% of the total U.S. adult population. So here are some facts, you might say, from the VA and the U.S. Census Bureau and other sources about those who have served in the military and how this population is changing. Okay, account for the largest share of all U.S. veterans. I'm missing a word. Oh, the Gulf War, Gulf War era veterans now account for the largest share of all U.S. veterans. I guess that makes sense. Having surpassed Vietnam era, which would be me, veterans in 2016. That according, that's according to the VA's 2018 population model estimate. VA estimates for 2021 indicate there are 5.9 million American veterans who served during the Vietnam era and 7.8 million who survived the Gulf War era. There are also around 240,000 World War II veterans. And about 933,000 who served during the Korean conflict. By the way, what if a veteran had served during two conflicts? They're assigned to the earliest one, primarily. Okay, just, just FYI.
says roughly three quarters or 78% of veterans in 2021 serving during wartime and 22% served during peacetime. If you served during both, then you get assigned to wartime mostly. The share of the United States population with military experience is declining. In 2018, about 7% of U.S. adults were veterans, down from 18% in 1980. That information from the Census Bureau. Bureau. There we go. The drop coincides with decreases in active duty personnel. Over the past half century, the number of people on active duty has dropped significantly from 3.5 million in 1968 during the military draft era to about 1.4 million or less than 1% of all U.S. adults in today's all-volunteer The draft ended, I might add, in 1973. The Veterans Administration projections suggest the number of living veterans will continue to to decline over the next 25 years. lawmakers, 17% of those in Congress have had military service. That figure not all that long ago stood at 81%. Veterans feel the VA is doing a good job. Uh, it kind of depends on who you talk to. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I have done very little in terms of trying to see what benefits I might encounter by mentioning my veteran status. Um, I think there were many things that I missed, opportunities. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the only time I used it was uh, actually not too long ago on a home refi. And it was um, a smart thing to do. I uh, saw a World War II veteran, um, when was it, Friday afternoon, Mm -hmm. at uh, one of our local businesses. He was 
in a wheelchair, and I think uh, his wife was ahead of him, and he had his World War II veteran hat on, and I made sure to acknowledge him and say thank you for your service to our country. And I'm not sure if he heard me the first time around. His wife stopped him, and she pointed toward me, and he looked over, and I said, thank you for your service to our country. And uh, he looked at me and and gave me a, a salute. I said, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And off off they went. But you, you don't see too many World War II veterans. It, it is declining. The number of them are declining, as you mentioned. Just purely because of age. Yep. As time moves on, yep. But uh, there's not many opportunities you get to thank a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. So... I made sure to do so. There's another little point I came across here in this uh, research this morning. And, you know, there are a number of federal agencies, right? Yes. And service to a federal agency is considered uh, a good thing to do. So, what about the U.S. Postal Service? How are their personnel thought of? How are they classified? In terms of whether they're favorable or unfavorable. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and I've got a bunch of other agencies here, too. But let me just give you the, the bottom line here. That is that none of them, none of the numbers that are unfavorable are larger than those that are favorable. Okay? All right. Now, some of these I don't even know what they stand for, so you may have to help me. But let's take postal. 91% of Americans feel that what they do is really nice. And they give them a favorable rating, only 8% unfavorable. That's pretty strong. The Center for Disease Control, the CDC personnel? Yeah. 75, I'm sorry, 79 favorable. 16, not so. The Census Bureau, 77% favorable, 12, not. Health and Human Services, HHS, 73% favorable, 19, not. Homeland Security, 71% favorable, 24 not. Well, I can go on down, but the trend's about the same. It's the Federal Reserve, Internal Revenue Service, Veterans Affairs, Department of Justice. And then the last one, and I need your help here, ICE, I-C-E. 
What's that stand for? Well, that is the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, immigration, U.S. Immigration and Customs okay. Enforcement. Okay, okay. Well, they're the ones that are almost even. 46 say favorable, 45 <clears throat> say not. So that's, that's another interesting blurb, if you will. Um, yeah, I had another sheet here I thought might be worth. Well, maybe I can't find it at the moment. I'll try to get better organized, and we can always address this topic again down the road. Well, <clears throat> okay, now, what, what if you are a military retiree? I think I am. Does a retiree always mean they had 20 years? I don't think so. I don't think it does either. But I had three and a half years. I was supposed to have three years, but I extended six months to finish a project. So, let's see, a military personnel retire, <clears throat> as, as military personnel retire this year, some of whom will be the last American forces withdrawn from Afghanistan, they may find it difficult to readjust to civilian life. For example, the U.S. is still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, which has killed more Americans than World War II did. Plus, the high unemployment rate has caused the COVID caused by COVID-19 may stand as an obstacle to any former military personnel looking to get civilian jobs. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. Everywhere I go, I see signs up, help wanted. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them too. And I also <laughs> once in a while see a, a, a dollar sign posted as to what they would make. And it's better than I would have expected. Anyway, going on with the story. Even without a pandemic, retirement from the military is always difficult, with many retirees facing major struggles, including PT, PSTD or whatever that is. PTSD. Okay. Yep. Uh, disability Post. and homelessness, right? Yeah. Forgive my phone interruption, <clears throat> but I killed it. These veterans must also consider how state tax policies on military benefits vary along with the relatively relative friendliness of different job maker markets and other socioeconomic factors when choosing a state in which to settle down. So in order to help ease the burden on our nation's military community, Wallet Hub compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia based on the ability to provide a comfortable military retirement. 
Our analysis uses a data set of 30 key factors, among them ranging from veterans per capita to number of VA health facilities to job opportunities for veterans. Number one state. I guess this makes some sense to me, but what would you guess it might be? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I know that. I yeah, I, I'd say Florida again. Yeah, well, it comes <clears throat> in third, but it's Virginia. Virginia's number one. South Carolina is two. Florida makes three. Here oh. is a... Uh, definition of retired veteran versus just military retiree we we uh, touched on that before you got in the list there retired veterans serve a minimum of 20 years of active duty or reserve duty medically retired veterans receive injuries that prevent them from remaining active duty and thereby retired regardless of years of service what is the difference between a military, excuse me, a retired military and a veteran? Veterans are military personnel who served during the time, during a time of war. Retired military are people who served in one of the branches of the military. I'm going to guess that, well, that definition is accurate for something that the ones they're using here on the reports I'm giving might be different. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, this, let's go a little further with this. Okay. So, let's, let's give the top ten states for best states for military retirees. Virginia, South Carolina, Florida, South Dakota, Alaska, Alabama, Maryland, Wyoming, <laughs> Mi Missouri, and New Hampshire. Now, let's, um, let's do the ten worst. Here we go. Iowa. Hawaii, that always surprises me, Indiana, New York, Michigan, Washington, Rhode Island, Nevada, District of Columbia, Vermont, and Oregon. Those are all states I think rather highly of, so I'm disappointed that that's the case. Where does Ohio rank? 38. We are often in that 35 to 38 ranking. Okay. Where'd the rest of my paper go on this? We have about six minutes remaining. I'm sorry for the lengthy discussion today. Oh, here we go. I do print this twice. I must have printed it twice for by accident. 
Okay, so let's let's look at a few things here. Most veterans per capita. Who do you think? <clears throat> what state? Uh, we'll do Virginia again. It comes in third. Number one is Alaska, followed by Montana, then Virginia, then Maine, then Wyoming. Or no, I'm sorry, Wyoming. Okay. I was going to ask you to yeah. go back to that. Yeah. Wait a minute, you missed that Fewest, there, so that's good. Fewest veterans per capita. Fewest. Uh, mm, mm, West Virginia. No. Coming in 47th, Utah. 48th, California. 49th, the District of Columbia. Then New Jersey, and finally, New York. It just is odd to me. Okay, yeah, best state versus worst state. For most VA health facilities per number of veterans. Okay, so the fewest veterans per state, New York. But the most VA health facilities per number of red veterans, New York. Something's goofy there. Yeah. Calif- Seems like they need to move those or ship those. Yeah. Anyway, the best states for VA healthcare: New York, California, Wyoming. Wyoming. I won't do it anymore. Montana and Texas. The worst states. Well, it just surprises me that District of Columbia and Delaware are listed. How about homeless veterans? Lowest number, Mississippi, Virginia, South Dakota, West Virginia, Iowa. Highest number, California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, District of Columbia. Most job opportunities for veterans. The most in Nebraska, South Dakota, Columbia. I'm sorry, not Columbia. Colorado. Virginia and Georgia. The fewest. California, Ohio, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan. Well, you can see they're facing a real problem. I could go on and on with this report and... Maybe someday we'll bring it back. You know, with uh, D.C., what, in third place there with the most homeless veterans? Uh, you would think that would certainly demonstrate the plight of of home awareness of homeless veterans yeah. to uh, Congress or the V.A. for that matter. I never had a brother, but today they say is Brother's Day. Today is National Yucatan Shrimp Day. Did we do these? Yeah. Because I said you would have fun with that last one there on the list. Okay. 
I see that. National Wire Wilmington. <laughs> yep. Well, we must have done it. Well, as soon as I said the word Yucatan, I said, I think I've done this. Yes, we did. Okay, forgive me for that error, folks. But at least we got in there one more time. The National State of Wyoming Day. Yeah. <laughs> How about some famous uh, birds? That only happens once a year, so, you know. Bob Dylan, <laughs> the singer, musician Bob Dylan's 80th birthday today. Uh, all these other guys appear to be past. Queen Victoria. Died in 1901, but was born on this date in 1819. Daniel Gabriel Fahrenheit. Can you guess what he's good for? A science guy, right? Yep. I could guess. Born on this date in 1686, died in 1736. And right now I'm looking at the Fahrenheit scale where we're showing 76 degrees inside our studios here. Yeah, 70, was that 74 outside? Right in front of you, on the screen in front of you. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's going to be hot today and tomorrow. Hmm. 90, 91 tomorrow. What's that old expression? Chilly today, hot tamale. <laughs> Something like that. That works. We're out of time, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden tweeted this morning condemning violence against Jewish communities in the U.S. and abroad in the wake of 11 days of fighting between Israel and Hamas militants. Secretary of State Blinken flies to the Middle East today to meet with Jewish and Palestinian leaders. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The White House says this round of shuttle diplomacy by the Secretary of State aims to demonstrate the president's ironclad commitment to Israel and his efforts to rebuild ties to and show support for the Palestinian people after, quote, years of neglect. While he's in the region for the next several days, Antony Blinken will meet with Israeli and Palestinian leaders, the president of Egypt and the king of Jordan. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the safety of U.S. airlines flying over Belarus needs to be assessed after the country ordered a Ryan airplane to land. EU leaders are meeting today to discuss a possible response to the incident. Intercepting a civilian airliner in mid-flight just so that you can detain somebody on board of whom you disapprove is an act of aerial piracy. Former U.K. Ambassador John Everard, the journalist taken off the diverted plane, could face the death penalty. Belarus's authoritarian leader has ignored Western disapproval before. Not clear. He'll listen now. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Weekly COVID infections in the U.S. have dropped to their lowest numbers in almost a year. CBS's Ian Lee has an update on vaccinations. In nine states, at least 70 percent of adults are partially vaccinated. But in 10 others, mostly in the South, less than half have gotten one dose. Mayor Bill de Blasio says all students in New York City will be back at school in September. Online learning will not be available. National Guard troops sent in to protect the U.S. Capitol after the January 6th attack are leaving today. WTOP Radio's Melissa Howell from Washington. Security will now fall on Capitol Police, so the grounds out here won't be